Well, good morning to all you listeners out there in Real Presence Radio Land. Welcome to today's installment, this uh, Tuesday, July 25th, our installment of Real Presence Live. And your hosts today are myself, Jack Kennelly, and my wonderful wife, Doreen. Good morning. And uh, we're happy to be with you. And as usual, we will we'll, we will start with a prayer, and um, and then we'll get on with the program. And I think Dreen's even got some more of her jokes lined up because uh, some of you aren't prepared for this for us to be on here today because I know we had uh, uh, the the scheduled host wasn't able to make it, so they uh, they had someone lined up, and then I think it was Janine, and she couldn't make it, and so they got deep into the bench. And Dreen <laughs> and I are here today, so. We hope you aren't too disappointed about that because we're really happy to be here. We really enjoy being with you and uh, hosting our wonderful guests. But, Dreen, do you have the prayer? Uh, oh, I've got it on my phone, but now I've got to get it all back up again. Okay, we've got a prayer for today, uh, the Feast of St. James. And, of course, now that I'm trying to find it on my <laughs> phone and I'm panicking in front of our it. audience. right here. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. And it is the collect from this morning's Mass. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Almighty, ever-living God, who consecrated the first fruits of your apostles by the blood of St. James, grant, we pray, that your church may be strengthened by his confession of faith and constantly sustained by his protection. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. And happy feast day, or happy name day for all of those of you who are named James, including our, our grandson. And our son. And our son. <laughs> <laughs> Can't forget him. <laughs> yeah, our son, what's his name? <laughs> and uh, so if you know anybody, Jim or James, wish him a, a happy name day. And... Uh, who knows? Maybe that'll just kind of open a door to a discussion, and you can get yourself into full-fledged evangelization mode. That's right. That's All a great right. Way to do it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, do you got do you got to before we introduce our first guest? You want to set up a joke here? Okay. Now our theme today is reading, writing, literature. Kind of is what our theme for the whole show today is. Okay. It's reading. Okay. Did you just make this up on the spot, or is this something no. that I was supposed to know beforehand? <laughs> I told you that this morning, but you don't remember. I must not have been awake yet. <laughs> or, or something. Okay, reading, writing, and what? Literature. Literature, of course. Yes, yes. What happened when past, present, and future walked into a bar? Um, the bartender said, what time is it? No, it was tense. It was tense. Oh, <laughs> I get it. She's a laugh riot. Oh, yeah. And we got more of that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, right. let's get on with our guest, yes. who is no no stranger to Real Presence Radio, and we're happy to have her back with us. Dreen, why don't you kind of open things up here? Well, our guest this morning is Patty Armstrong. She is um, a local North Dakota girl, author, and she's with us today to talk to us about um, her new book, Holy Hacks, and um, hopefully we'll get to talk about some of her other books, too. But um, welcome, Patty. Would you please um, introduce yourself to our listeners this morning? Hi, 
Doreen and Jack. Um, thank you for having me on today. This came about because I sent the email to the wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I said, whoops. And they said, because it was started with the same letter, the alphabet, and I didn't look close enough. And then, um, so whoever I sent it to that starts with the letter L. <laughs> and they said, oh, this looks great. Would you like to be on our show? Because I was, they had asked for a press release on Holy Hacks, Everyday Ways to Live Your Faith and Get to Heaven. So my own, my own life is um, full of holy hacks, because, or hacks of all kinds. Because I have 10 kids, uh, eight of them are boys, so, you know, I had a rough and tumble around our house, and it shows. But the youngest is 21 now, goes to University of Mary. And um, really, I, I, I started out in social work, have a master's in public administration. I also had um, taken a year of journalism. So I stayed home, started writing, gave my gift of writing back to God. So I went from working for the National Enquirer um, for a short time in Women's World for 10 years, and becoming a Catholic writer. I used to think religious writing would be so boring. Now I feel exactly the opposite way. There's nothing more exciting than <laughs> telling people stories and talking about God's grace. Do, do you, you feel wrote like... for the National Enquirer? That, that, I did. Wow, what a journey. I did for a short while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know what, though? I asked my mother her permission, but I said, Mom, I don't want to use my name. Can I use your <laughs> maiden name? I was Julie... Julie Summers, because I didn't want to ruin my reputation, and then that got me to thinking about, well, here I was in social work, and now I'm writing stories, which is like one of the chapters in my book, Holy Hacks, I'm not gossiping. Well, the National Enquirer, we think we can enjoy ourselves and be amused by the problems and scandals of others. It's all gossiping. So, you know, I started to realize I shouldn't sell my soul, (laughs) that that's not a good idea, that it's better... And anyways, so God really, uh, I didn't realize this when I turned down an assignment from them. Within the week, I was offered an assignment from Women's World, and uh, which was a way better magazine to write for. Because they actually let me include things like prayer, um, somebody feeling their garden angel was with them. And it's a secular magazine. So I, I really feel like me saying, no, I'm not going to do this anymore, that God gave me something better. Yeah, sometimes a look in the dark leads to conversion. <laughs> like the look in the dark of the National Enquirer. <laughs> yes. Well, go. I've got a. I have a question. It's been something I've been kind of curious about. Your, your, the book is entitled Holy Hacks, and the word hack has kind of seems to have taken on a whole new meaning. And I don't know if it's because of uh, Facebook or social media. Uh, what? To, you know, because I, I I look at a lot of stuff on, on woodworking, and they have all these hacks, which to me are like short little uh, videos of kind of maybe good ideas or, or, or neat ideas or things to do or better ways of doing things. How, how, how would you define hack? Well, I would agree with you. Good ideas, but in this case, holy ideas. And they're quick and easy ways to do things. And it's funny because I was, I was flying out to visit my dad, who is now almost 98 years old. And I'm always, because I write for the National Enquirer, and I'm always thinking of ideas, and I have a lot of books. So my mind never rests, and the idea holy hacks came to my mind of ways that you live your faith in union with God without turning your whole life upside down. You don't necessarily, you know, you're not going to be a hermit and wearing a hair shirt. Not that you can't wear a hair shirt. I'm not going to tell you you can't, but um, you don't have to go to extremes, but you can really change your life in dramatic ways. As a matter of fact, um, I had a cloister nun read this book and tell me it was her favorite book. And I was like, are you serious? <laughs> she, had a, she had a podcast and she had called me. And I thought that was 
so enlightening, so uplifting to hear that because I, I have a chapter where some well-known Catholics share some of their holy hacks and their ways to go through life. Like I'll just give you one real quick so you, uh, idea so you get the idea of what I'm talking about. You know, somebody gave me a plant many, many years ago. It's actually Dan Cashman. Some of the listeners may know him, Cashman Nursery. Heard it was my birthday. He, he dropped off a geranium. And I said, okay, every time I water that plant, I'm going to say a Hail Mary for you. Because we could all do that. If somebody gave us something, especially with the plant, when you're watering it, say a little prayer for them. Well, that geranium, I don't think, I, I think they live, I think they were around during the time of the dinosaurs. Because that thing has to be over 10 years old. And so Dan Cashman gets his Hail Marys every time I water it. So that's like a holy hack. Um, and the book is full of them. It's probably 200 of them of ways to walk closer with the Lord um, in creative, imaginative ways that may not have crossed your mind. I'll give you another quick one. Um, You could, like, you know, there's a parking lot right near the door, so you feel like, ah, I scored. What if you didn't park in that parking lot? You know, Catholics are all about offering things up and making those sacrifices. What if you didn't park there, but then you prayed for the person that was going to park there? You know, these are all little things. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get it. It's like the more I started thinking, the more ideas that came to me. And I mean, I have to credit the Holy Spirit because even when I came, the idea of Holy Hacks, I looked it up because I thought, well, this sounds like it, it, it should go together, but somebody must have already done it. And I didn't see anything on Holy Hacks. So, so then I wrote an article for the National Catholic Register. It went viral. It's really, really was, you know, trending. And then I wrote another one later on. And then... Um, I wasn't planning on writing any a book, but I started writing chapters, and I thought, you know, it looks lend itself to chapters. And then Ave Maria Press, one of the editors there, called me, or she emailed me, and said, have you ever thought about turning this? Oh, Patty, did we lose you? Oh, we appear to have lost Patty, but when she comes back, I'm going to be asking, I might have to tell her that she may have just dethroned the queen of parking. <laughs> For our listeners, my Who's wife... the queen of parking? The yeah. queen of parking is my wife, Doreen, because whenever we go someplace, I'll say, well, we're kind of late. We're not going to get a parking spot. And she says, no, don't worry. I'll say a little prayer, and we'll have a parking spot right by the door. And uh, it generally happens that way. But now... Uh, I don't know, with this little hack she just mentioned, I don't know if you're going to kind of be uh, kind of uh, changing your trajectory on that one or not. But I Maybe you know. we'll be getting a lot more walking in. <laughs> oh, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my my knees were really like that. <laughs> so anyway, I, um, I'm sure we'll get Patty back shortly and we can talk about some more of these hacks. I think... Um, you know, I, I think all of us have things like that that we sort of incorporate into our days. You know, mm-hmm. a, a little prayer that you say at a certain time. I know I remember when I was a student at Shanley and the Christian brothers first came in. And on the hour, you know, a bell would ring and they would just say, let us remember we are in the holy presence of God in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. We did that every hour on the hour. Well, that's how... The Fargo Catholic schools start their day, at least the middle school and high school. They begin with a, a prayer, and it always ends with, 
let us remember that we are in the holy presence of God. Right, yeah. and I, I imagine... That's you know, from that tradition. Sure, yeah. and I remember all, I, I would think just about every Catholic school in the listening area probably does the same thing. So, I don't uh, know, but if they, if they don't, it would be a good thing to do. Yeah, well, what are some other holy hacks that you can think of? Well, one thing, I, I don't know if this is a holy hack or not, <clears throat> but when I weed the garden, I always think of examining my conscience and it's like you get rid of the big weeds first and you think you're you think you're just about you know you've got it and then you look and oh where did that little one come from and where did that little weed come from and that makes me think of examining my conscience and seeing the you know more serious sins as the big weeds and then but oh there are all these other little things that i need to Pull yeah, and, <laughs> you know, and, and get rid of. I think you could, you know, when you talk about examining your conscience, I think of the examine prayer mm-hmm. that a lot of people do. You know, I suppose a lot of times at the end of the day, which includes, you know, kind of a quick examinations of one's conscience just for that day, which I think is, you know, really a neat idea. I wish I practiced it uh, better than I do because it's. Um, uh, I'm not very good at examining my consciences, and it's difficult for me when I go to confession because it's like, hey, you know. The, I could <laughs> Actually, I should talk to you, and you can tell me what I need to and confess. And you should tell me what I should confess, too. Yeah, within that relationship. No. Um, the idea of the um, what Patty was talking about with watering. No, what was she? the um, Saying the Hail Mary every time she watered the geranium. The geranium. Yes, I have a friend who gave me a pair of um, Fourth of July patriotic socks, and whenever I put those on, I say a Hail Mary for her. Oh, okay. Well, I'm trying to think of a some kind of a long-lasting flower that maybe I could send to Patty and see, yeah. see, if, I, see if I could get a prayer every day out of her. <laughs> so, anyway, we're coming up on a break, but before we do that, oh, 10 seconds, I guess I'll save this for later that I was going to talk about some of the uh, banquets that are coming up next year and encouraging people to attend and letting them know who the speakers are. But let's go to the break. You're listening to Real Presence Live with Jack and Dreen Canelli, and we will be with you right after the break. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Okay, welcome back to Real Presence Live. Our first half hour, we're talking with Patty Armstrong. And as the lead-in announcer said, she's going to be uh, uplifting and uh, inspirational. inspirational. And uh, we're glad to have you back, Patty. We did have a little phone trouble, but Aaron was uh, feverishly at work doing his thing in the uh, control room there, and we got things back together, and so we should be good for the rest of the program, but you did lose a little bit of time, so you're going to have to talk faster. We're (laughs) going to cover the whole... no problem for me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay, well, we were were talking about your book, Holy Hacks, and uh, you were going to tell us about another one. And how it can inspire readers to become closer to God in creative ways. Yes. Well, you know, um, you know, all my books have a theme, Walking Closer with the Lord, Surrender, and with Holy Hacks. I just want to give you one chapter that's one of my favorites on not gossiping. Because by the time you get through this gossip chapter, you know, you're not going to want to gossip. Because when you really wrap your head around it, whatever you do to others, you do to me. Mm. You know, you can't hurt others without hurting Jesus. And you're hurting yourself in a big, big way because 
you know, if somebody says, oh, that person is such a gossip, like, that's a real, that, that is not nice. You do not want to be that person, right? Yeah, and exactly. it also, you're risking embarrassment. Um, and I, I, one of my ideas is put a little index card on your mirror. So every morning you say, what you say about others is a reflection of who you are. And everybody knows it. So, yeah, I get it. Sometimes you're, somebody else is engaging in gossip. Um, but really, you're hurting yourself. You're risking embarrassment. You really need to mind your own business. And um, I, I know it's tempting because you, you, you know, you, if you are interested in people, sometimes you cross the line and you start talking about things that you shouldn't and opening your mouth. And, you know, you're just way better off not hearing that. So one of the signals if somebody says, don't say anything or I shouldn't tell you something, just go, oh, but don't tell me. Like, you cannot trust me with that then. Like, oh, let's just do us both a favor um, and go to confession for gossip. Or if you're in the middle of it, just say, hey, let's just pray for that person. Or compliment the person that is starting to be gossiped about because that kind of puts the brakes on things. Um, but really, it's a stumbling block for a lot of people, and it's something we need to keep in mind that it's a sin. It's a big sin. It falls under the Fifth Commandment, thou shalt not kill because you're hurting another person's reputation. And I'll just tell you a real quick story. While we were living in Montana, there was a, a couple who ran a group home. And um, a lot of money was missing. Like, all of a sudden, right before they, they turned in their notice and they were going to work for the rest of the month, well, all of a sudden their grocery bill goes way up. So the director wants to know, okay, what's going on here? And, and the director talked to the head of the board, president of the board, like, hey, what should we do? And he said, you know what? They're leaving. Don't do anything about it at all. Well, a couple months later, we were those group home parents. Everybody thought we were stealing, but we didn't know that's what they thought. A couple months later, the person who did the billing at the grocery store where we were able to charge everything and just sign was found out to be double billing agencies. So they realized, oh, they weren't stealing it up. But just think if you heard that. Wasn't there a lot of evidence to make it look like we were stealing? We didn't even know that's what people thought. And so to me, that's an example of why I don't care what you hear. Maybe it's true. Maybe it isn't. If it is true, maybe you need to pray for that person or... Or if you vent, oh, I just need to vent. Well, no, you don't. <laughs> go to God or go to that person. It's a lot harder to go to that person. It's a lot easier just to vent behind their back. So my rule of thumb is if you're not going to say it to their face, don't say it at all or, uh, or take it to God. And when, when you put gossip in the context of social media, think about how much more damaging it can be. You know, because it spreads. And then, and then it's like a it's a... It's a frozen moment in time. You don't know that that person hasn't repented or things are changed or you got the information wrong, but that will stick in people's head, and we don't have the right to do that to another person. So, anyways, that's my kind of going along with why I stopped writing for the National Enquirer, but then I, I realized you have to take it deeper into all areas of your life. You know, it, another thing I, you know, I've kind of noticed is if I feel... If I feel the desire to share something that would be gossip, um, sometimes I, <laughs> this is like true confessions, um, I, you did mention praying for the person that you're talking about, and that, that's a good and holy thing, but not if it's to cover up for what you just did with gossip. You know, I'm going to make myself look better now because now I'm going to say, so let's pray for him or her. Um, right. We should, <laughs> we should stop before we tell the story and simply 
say a prayer for that person that we want that we're tempted 100%. to talk about. One hundred percent. Thank you. Thank you for saying that, Doreen. Because how often are we with other Catholic people who bring something with the under the guise of? Well, I want to pray for this person, and then they blurt out all this gossip. Like, no, yep. mm-hmm. <laughs> like, stop, stop. God doesn't need you to announce their faults to everybody before you pray for them. Amen. It's, it's <laughs> kind of like the adult version of just kidding. Right. Well, you know, yeah, you, you say you say the, you say something harmful, and just kidding, and that's supposed to take it all away. Mm-hmm. And yeah. remember, the measure with which you measure will be measured back to us. So whatever you do to others, when I was a kid, we used to say, I'm rubber and you're glue. Whatever you say to me bounces off of me and sticks to you. I don't know if everybody said that, but that's what we used to say. And I think of gossip as in reverse. We're the glue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever we say to others, it's going to bounce back to us and stick. Whether we carry it as a sin or or hurting our reputation. And so when you really wrap your head around it, like you would, who would want to gossip? It's just mm-hmm. going to hurt you in the end, mm-hmm. and it, as well as hurting others. Mm-hmm. And Jesus, you're hurting mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, this came to mind, and I don't want to take all your airtime, but a priest a long time ago shared with um, a group of people that I was with a great idea for praying. So, and, and the idea is, let's say you're sitting in your living room and you're looking at your coffee table. You can pray for so many people by looking at your coffee table. For example, the person who planted the tree, Lord bless that person. The person who um, cut down the tree, bless that person. The person who, um, I don't know what to do with wood, you know, um, who designed fashioned the wood, who fashioned the wood, who designed the table. Every person, you can, you can go on and on and on asking yeah. God to bless those people all the way back to the one who planted the seedling, you know. Wow, that is a great holy hack, Doreen. Isn't that? I mean, it's not mine. It's well, from a priest. I think I'm going to have to remind my wife she only has eyes for me, I thought. Oh, yes. <laughs> anyway, Patty, Patty, would you um, just share with our listeners some of the other books you've written and just a, um, a little bit about... Was that a train whistle? Yes, yes, in the no whistle zone. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow! Yeah, it sounded like it was coming over the. Um, oh, this is the, um, this is the passenger train, the one that was uh, supposed to be in at two a.m. I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, anyway, anyway, yeah. Patty, could you share with yeah. our listeners? Just remind them of some of the other wonderful books that you've written that sure. also inspire us to grow in our relationship with others in God. So, if you want a fun book. That really um, you can absorb walking with the Lord, and it's a children's book, and it has just gone been wildly popular. It's two books: "Dear God, I Don't Get It," and "Dear God, You Can't Be Serious," which adults say that too, but you start, mm-hmm. kids are like, "What?" And they're trying. Um, it's it's uh, inspirational, it's humorous, and I keep hearing from kids that they read it over and over again. Um, the, the fourth grade teacher at Cathedral of the Holy Spirit had used it in her classroom um, for many years. And we just released the second edition. So there's discussion questions at the end of each chapter. And I'm working on the third. I only ever plan on doing one book. And then I got so many requests like, please, can you write another book? We want to keep hearing about these adventures. So I do the second one, and I'm on the third. And uh, the publisher, Holy Heroes, tells me, no, this is going to be like the Hardy Boys. What do you mean you're do- doing a third book? You're going to do 40. But I don't know. I just do one at a time. But it really is, um, you know, uh, Aaron. Oops. 
his family to have to move, and they do, and then he thinks, well, then what's the use of prayer? I didn't get what I wanted. And then he finds out his younger brother is praying for the opposite, who did want to move. And so now he's really confused, like, why should I pray at all? But in the end, he learns that prayer is about a relationship with God, and he stops praying for a little while, but then he misses that relationship. So he's like, I don't know what's going on, but he he has, he, through prayer, he realizes that Jesus is accompanying him through his troubles. And in the end, things turn out so well that he knows, he comes to understand that God knows what he's doing, and he has a bigger idea than we do. Um, and in the second book, Dear God, You Can't Be Serious, it's... Um, these are based on real characters, uh-huh. <laughs> and some of the stories are real stories. So, in the second book, like that's why I know what they would do. Sure. And it was it was so rewarding to me when my kids were reading it and laughing out loud, like, "Oh my gosh, this is exactly what Luke would do," uh, and sometimes is what he did. And so, um, my son Luke, who works in Guatemala, actually came and spoke to the classroom one day when I, because I would get invited to talk to the class after they had read the book, and the kids would be jumping out of this. Chairs and um, uh, Kay Powell, who was the, was the teacher, would tell me that, you know, a lot of these kids didn't even like to read sometimes, but they didn't want to put the book down. So one time I had Luke come into the classroom and they had so much fun saying, okay, now what, which, which of these stories are true? And, um, but really it was about sometimes when we try to control things, we make a mess out of things because we're not, we don't agree with God and we're, we're like, no, I want this to happen instead. And so it really is a fun adventure where kids kind of, um, there's, you know, they don't feel like they're being preached at, but they're drawn in by the story, and they start to see, you know, how you do walk with the Lord and surrender to Him. You know, just I haven't read the books, um, but just hearing you describe them makes me think of that that challenge that all of us have in in placing ourselves in God's presence as we are. You know, the that that. Um, beautiful honesty of a child and asking those questions. And sometimes as adults, I think we, we tend to think we have to be the polished, beautiful statue before we can be in his presence. Right. And a lot of times I think we all hear adults, and sometimes we are those adults that are asking God, you know, you can't be serious or, you know, mm-hmm. what, mm-hmm. what's going on here? Um, dear God, you, can't, you know, I don't get it. Yep. We don't have, we add, it's true, we don't get a lot, but we can always trust in God. He knows mm-hmm. what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then I have one other book, What Would Monica Do?, that is um, coming up on one year out, actually. Um, her feast day is coming up in August. So What Would Monica Do? is really about going deeper in our own faith and, and um, following the role model of St. Monica if we have loved ones away from the faith um, and, and surrendering everything over to God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Patty. <laughs> right. And with that, I think we've that well, we got ten seconds to a break. Patty, we want to thank you for being with us today. And I suspect we're going to be talking to you again at some point in time or some other host will be talking to you again some other time on Real Presence Live. How can they get your books? Ah. Um, well, you can go to the publisher. <laughs> what would I have all these different publishers? If you go to Ascension Press, what would Monica do? And go to Holy Heroes for my children's books. And then Holy Hacks is with Ave Maria Press. Okay. Okay. There it is. All right. <laughs> okay. Patty, thank you again. We enjoyed our visit with you. And again, I, I hope we get to talk to you another time. Well, thank you. God bless your day. Thank okay. you. God bless you too. And to our listeners, stay with us. We've got more to come on Real Presence Live. After the break, we'll be talking to Camille Polly about healing the culture. <laughs> 